0: Yeah, they just don't make them like that anymore. The wonderful L Stewart. We'll talk more about that in Just A Tick. Look who it is. Sandy Kay, all things entertainment. From her Facebook page, Sandy Kay Presents. G'day, Sandy.
1: Hello, Tony. Lovely to have you back.
0: In a great piece of music? A lovely start to that song. We'll get to that in Just A Tick, Elle Stewart. We uh, Yeah, it's fantastic. The year of the cat. Uh, lots of things to uh, move through on this Saturday night. I've missed you for the last couple of weeks.
1: And me, you, Tony Mack, although you replacement half, very good man indeed. Yes, and as I always
0: say, maybe a little <laughs> too good. Thank you for that. Uh, here's a little Billy Idol. So where's he been, the great Billy Idol?
1: Well, we haven't heard from him for some time, really, have we? not since the days of White Wedding. I don't know, he's gone underground, but he's been busy because he's just had a little granddaughter and he's now 65 years old. He's just joined Dark Horse Records, which was the label founded by George Harrison back in 1974. And, of course, now it's run by George's son, Darnie. So together they've put together a new single called Bitter Taste and uh, it's the first time in seven years that that, uh, we've got a new uh, single out from Billy Idol, and the lyrics recall his near fatal motorcycle accident in 1990 that I had absolutely no idea about. But it's a much more mellow Billy Idol sound that we're getting these days. And he says that's all because he's discovered the joy of being a grandfather, and all the emotion that goes with that has really settled him down.
0: How old's the grandchild? So come here, uh, have a listen to this grandchild. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, Rick Price, the much-loved Rick Price, just great, but we have probably a, haven't got enough of him.
1: Um, no, well, you're going to have a little bit more now because he's got a brand-new album out. It's his 10th album, and it's a super one called Soulville. You know me, I love my old soul music from the 60s, and that's exactly what Rick Price pays homage to, to all of the ones he grew up with when he was a child who inspired him at the time. And, in fact, they were the ones that kind of taught him to sing, he says. So there's um, an original track there called Farewell But Not Goodbye, a tribute he's written to Aretha Franklin, but great covers that he does to people like Otis Redding and The Temptation, all sorts of songs there that sound almost as good as the original. So definitely check that out. Rick Price with the new album called Soulville.
0: Here's just a little of Rick.
1: Help me rise above.
0: Your spirit take me down. Now Sandy Kay, I am so grateful dead. Haha <laughs>
1: Are you a deadhead? No. That's what they call them, the Grateful no. Dead John band. Mayer Nugs. could
0: play, though, by the way.
1: Absolutely. Well, then, the new band's called Dead and & Company, and John Mayer has joined the original three guys from Grateful Dead to form this band, Dead & Company. They're on a massive tour across the US, and the best thing about that tour is that they are live-streaming each and every concert. So if you feel like going to sit in at a Dead & Company concert, what you've got to do is grab your tickets from the website nugs.net.
0: <laughs> Nugs.net. Nugs. Thank you. Ooh, ooh, baby, my baby. We now resume normal programming. Uh, Diana Ross and the Supremes. Now, a little bit of history around the great Di Ross, Lady Di of rock and roll.
1: Yes, it, well, the girls were the premier Motown act during the 60s, as most people would know. They had 12 number one singles, most of them written and produced by Motown's main writing team. Holland, Dozier and Holland. At their peak, the Supremes actually rivaled the Beatles in worldwide popularity and it said that their breakthrough made it possible for future African and American R&B and soul musicians to actually find mainstream success. So they were pretty important in pop history and if you'd like a lesson in Diana Ross and the Supremes, what you've got to do is go to this amazing Facebook page that's called Washington DC History and Culture. The host there takes you through a whole lot of different kind of lessons and this one is on diana ross and the Supremes. it's got interviews it's got footage, it's got a whole lot of stuff and it's all free so the facebook page washington dc history and culture well worth checking out
0: Now, Sandy Kay, you and I will disagree a little. I, I've been watching uh, on ABC via iView. in fact, a, a thing called The Newsreader. I think it's rather clever. Uh, you not so keen?
1: No, not at all. Look, I, it, for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, this deals with what the, a television newsroom was like in the 80s. And I have to tell you, I worked television news in, in commercial newsrooms through the 80s. It, it was such fun and so outrageous I don't think that this um, series actually captures the vibe at all. So it starts off in 1986, which was a really big news year. That was the year that the Space Shuttle Challenger exploded live on air. We had Chernobyl's number 4 reactor give us the world's worst nuclear disaster. In Melbourne, the car bomb went off at Russell Street Police Headquarters, killing the first policewoman in uh, in the line of duty. It was absolutely huge. What I do like about the show is that it shows... The way that news was gathered at the time, the stories came in via telex and fax, the AAP wire, chiefs of staffs eavesdropped on police scanners. In fact, at Channel Nine, they used to have a blind guy, um, totally manning full time the police scanner because he his hearing was so profound he could hear anything before anybody else. So all of that was. Super. I, I like the, the recreation of all of that. But it's so cliched. We have all the bullying and all the sexist news directors. Yes, that was the way it was. All the women have big helmet hair, big earrings, even bigger shoulder pads. Yep, that certainly was the way it was. But it's. I, I hate the way they've... They've um, made the colour palette sort of muted so that it looks like it's 1980 rather than 2021. I just think that they've gone too far with it and and somehow it misses the vibrancy, the excitement, the the cigarettes, the caffeine, the alcohol, all of the the mucking around that we used to do. It, It doesn't do it justice. But you like it.
0: I think it's fantastic. I think it is a real, it's taking the P155 beautifully, and that's <laughs> and that's really its intention, and that works, I think.
1: Okay. The Newsreader, ABC, Sunday nights at uh, 8.30. It drops. You can catch up if you've missed any of the eps on iView. I'd love to hear what, review, what the listeners think. That would be great. Who do you agree with, me or Tony?